The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And what is the big story today? According to the Basket of Bias Press, well, it's a New York Times piece that says that Mike Pence is gearing up for a 2020 challenge to Donald Trump. I kid you not. This is what is dominating cable news coverage today. Well, at least on two cable networks. Uh Uh-huh. 2020 already, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, the vice president has come out and blasted this as being completely inaccurate. Oh, you know what, folks? Anonymous sources. Again. Huh. Nobody wants to go on the record. Odd. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. That's how you get in touch with the Chris Salcedo Show. Listening live, theblaze.com slash radio, the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeart Radio app. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. You got on-demand listening right there. And, um, Social media contacts. If you want to touch base with us on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX, where we've been very active over the weekend, I'll explain. And on Facebook, the Chris Salcedo Show, the Chris Salcedo Show, and our presence at theblaze.com. Make sure you check out our channel. Make sure you follow our channel. It is theblaze.com. Click on the channels tab and find the Chris Salcedo Show, and you know you got the right place. We were active. This weekend on Twitter, and it look, it's it, we don't have to defend uh, Dana Lash. Uh, I didn't feel compelled to defend her honor. N- nothing, nothing so chivalrous. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I admire the work that that Dana does with the National Rifle Association uh, greatly. Uh, she works with a buddy of mine named Grant Stinchfield. We had him on the program here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I guess it would be a couple weeks ago. Anyway, so Dana is doing these these ads for the NRA that are not just centered around the Second Amendment. Because, you know, those who own guns are very well informed and can speak on other issues other than guns, other than the Second Amendment. So Dana has been uh, cutting some ads uh, going after fake news outlets like the New York Times. And one of them got the attention of a CNN contributor. And and this guy, this CNN contributor, he's, he's, this surprises me. He's, I guess he's former military. Uh, this former military guy is so disturbed by our very own Dana Lash that he reports her. I I am not. He reports it as a threatening. Listen to this. His name is Mark Hurtling. This is the fifth ad from the NRA TV, and they are increasingly shocking and hateful, threatening American ins- Americans and institutions. I have reported them. <laughs> to which... To which I, well, I, I, I first launched into, you know, buttercups, snowflakes, 
just because somebody disagrees with your political point of view does not make it hate. You dumbasses. I didn't say dumbasses, but I kept it clean on Twitter. But then I took a breath and I said to this, again, this guy's, a, this guy's former military, CNN contributor Mark Hurtling, uh, H-E-R-T-L-I-N-G. I said, did it ever occur to you, sir, to simply disagree or offer an alternative view? Quote, hate is the new, quote, racist for intellectually lazy liberals. And apparently many folks have found this, uh, this, let me see. Let me look at this guy's bio. I looked at it once retired soldier now doing other stuff. CNN military analyst. Um, so I'm not even sure what his rank was, but one of his friends said, clearly you don't know the general. Apparently he's a general. He's neither intellectually lazy and definitely not racista amigo. Entiendes. And I, I responded, you know, if he possesses any intellectual heft, he didn't show it on the post regarding the NRA ad. So this, this dovetails perfectly into something else that's going on with the president of the United States today, who, you know, is on somewhat a working vacation and decides that he'll turn on the TV and uh, notices Senator Blumenthal, the man who uh, the man who lied about his Vietnam service repeatedly and then was forced to admit it. Uh, he, Senator Blumenthal takes some fire from the president and Senator Blumenthal responds <laughs> because the president points out. Excuse me. Why is anybody listening to you in this in this witch hunt of Russia collusion when when you are an admitted and known liar? And you didn't just lie about, you know, uh, on your tax returns, as a lot of your uh, Democrat brethren do. You lied about service to your country in uniform. Richard Blumenthal. So Richard Blumenthal tweets to the president. Mr. President, you're bullying. Oh, oh, you're bullying. Hasn't worked before and it won't work now. No one is above the law. And that was just dying for you guys know me. That was just that was just screaming for a response. So I did. I put in air quotes bullying is that what you call, or is that what you Democrats call truth? We have the audio. You lied about your service. Why play the victim? <laughs> oh, wow. My, uh, this, this conversation has way too many replies. <laughs> they can't even show all my replies. And, and why, why play the victim? But Blumenthal wasn't done. Blumenthal says, the issue isn't about me. It's about the special counsel's independence and integrity. To which I responded, 
I'm sure you're going to feel that way when the special counsel is brought to investigate at Hillary Clinton's server and pay for play. <laughs> uh, some guy named Daniel Costa. Gosh, why does that name sound familiar? Not Acosta, but Daniel Costa. Who is this guy? Uh, podcaster and blockbuster dropouts. Oh, <laughs> he says the only difference is there is real evidence on DT, which nobody has seen. <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. Revisionist history, courtesy of liberals. Uh, we're going to get into the flip around when we get back, folks. I'll be right back. It's Chris Salcedo show here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. Chris Salcedo's show. I am your liberty loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the United States of America. Let's get to the flip around. Uh, and one more thing before we do that. Whenever I have like serious questions uh, and when I have access, because Dana's just about as busy as we are here on the Chris Salcedo show. I go to Dana, like or 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 her husband Chris. They're, they don't. Dana doesn't need help from me to defend herself. I just found the juxtaposition of a general reporting on a Blaze NRA contributor and her and her advocacy for the Second Amendment. A general calling in on her, reporting her NRA ad to be laughable. They, these 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 people who are leftists and I you know, hey he's a general leftists come in all shapes and sizes folks it's a bit surprising to see somebody of that persuasion but I guess it happens but I swear that these people are constantly just looking to be made victims so the 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 poor defenseless general is a victim of of Dana Lash. I just, it's, they are just a bunch of pansies. Yeah. Let's get out of flip around CNN first. U.S. diplomats to, to leave his country as retaliation for signing that sanctions bill. But here is what uh, Rex Tillerson said about that today. I told the foreign minister that uh, we had not made a decision regarding how we will respond to Russia's request to remove U.S. diplomatic personnel. Uh, we had, uh, I asked several clarifying questions just to ensure I understood um, kind of their thinking behind <clears throat> that diplomatic note we received, but uh, told him we would respond by September the 1st. How do you see this playing out, Elise? Well, if you remember how this originally came about, this is in response to President Obama kicking out oh, yeah. Russian diplomats for the meddling in the election. Oh. Gosh. So... Meddling in the election, Barack Obama kicks out. It was a slap on the wrist, folks. It was a slap on the wrist. 
and then everything's fine. Then, then Congress comes up with these sanctions, more sanctions, which a little more biting. And so then Russia, this isn't because this is somebody who's an expert. The, the, the kicking out of Russian diplomats or of American diplomats out of Russia was in response to this sanctions package. Look, you know me, I would have just assumed, you know, just, you know, driven back Russian troops out of Crimea. Uh, basically telling the Russians, we're going to we're going to pull into that Crimea port. Because our ally, Ukraine, is inviting us and is, we don't recognize your occupation of that territory. If you're still there when we get there, we expect to be welcome with open arms. And we're going to bring some weapons in for our friends, the Ukrainians, our allies, the Ukrainians. And we don't expect any, any resistance. As a matter of fact, we don't expect you to be there. At any rate, uh, this, this one, yeah, this all started when Obama... Yeah, right. Everything centers around Obama. Let me tell you something, folks. The retaliation that Obama put out as he was exiting the door after eight years of Vladimir Putin rampaging around this globe, it was nothing. Nothing. Um, by the way, thank you all you folks who are <laughs> heading to Mr. Hurtling's <laughs> Twitter account and weighing in. Nice job, folks. Uh, over to MSNBS. Again, an anti-Semitic attack. Right, he didn't talk the about ADL that for a very has, long has time. noted all of that. I want to see his passion against the bigots and the racists, and some are in his base. Be a president for all Americans. It's about time and stand up against bigotry and hate against any community in this country. He says the base is growing. We're going to we're going to examine that very shortly, Dean. Good to see you. Thanks very much, Dean Obadella is the host of uh, Sirius XM's Dean Obadella Show. Uh, it is on six to nine East. Yeah, who cares? Uh, the president of all of us. There, there was a, an, a bombing attack in a mosque, and they want President Obama to get out there and condemn it. And, of course, uh, MSNBS's uh, never-ending saga to paint the president and those who support the president as, as racists. It's like I said at the top of the program, folks. It's just... It's just for intellectually lazy liberals who can't argue the merits of a situation. They have to, oh, it's racist. Oh, it's, ra- oh, it's hate. It's racism. It's hate. It's their fallback position. They have no ability to justify their left-wing policies. So they just cry hatred, cry racism. Same old saw different day. Let's go over to Fox. ...or deny the reporting. President Trump last week called any allegations of collusion between his campaign and Russia a total fabrication. Let's bring in Ali Watkins, national security correspondent for Politico. Ali, so far there has been no evidence uh, brought out of, of collusion between the Russians and the Trump campaign. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of in the same place where when we started, right? There's a lot of smoke, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but we're finally kind of seeing what everyone's been waiting for, that these investigations are starting to get off the ground, they're starting to accelerate, they're moving quicker. Yes, after a year, over a year. Oh, now they're starting to accelerate off the ground. FBI has been investigating for a year, madam. Oh, no, but now, folks, now things are just starting to get moving. So in about two and a half years... We can get this all resolved after we after leak after leak after leak coming from the uh, uh, special counsel Mueller's investigation. 
you know, the hugely conflicted Mr. Mueller, as he has tons of conflicts of interest, but he's still in charge of this investigation. And you've got members of Congress, even some in the Republican Party, crafting legislation to make sure that the man with bias against Trump stays in there with huge conflicts of interest against Trump, stays in there. Let's get into this. Deputy AG Rod Rosenstein on Fox News Sunday this weekend, claim, well, making the claim, this is not a fishing expedition. By the way, folks, when they claim it's not a fishing expedition, guarantee you it's a fishing expedition. When you appointed Mueller, and you were the one who did, you had to sign an order authorizing the appointment of a special counsel. And you said that he was authorized to investigate any coordination with Russia and, I want to put these words on the screen, any matters that arose or may arise directly from the investigation. My question is, does that mean that there are no red lines that Mueller or any special counsel can investigate under the terms of your order anything he finds? That's exactly what it means. And that's why so many people are ticked off. Because Deputy A.G. Rosenstein basically gave the equivalent of, hey, Bob Mueller, we're going to appoint you to do the special counsel and sky's the limit, bucko. Go for it. Sky's the limit. Do whatever the hell you want. And many people are alleging that Mr. Rosenstein, this is all set up. Mr. Rosenstein, it, it, it makes no sense. The wording of the parameters for this special counsel, Bob Mueller, says everything. There are no constraints to where this will go. And the reason why you convene a special counsel with that loose of a parameter is because you need something. Something will get, something will happen. And again, I, we, all we got to do is point back to, to Whitewater during the Clinton era, and it led to uh, Monica Lewinsky. And the lying about the affair with Monica Lewinsky had nothing to do with the original investigation. Then we go to the special counsel investigating the Valerie Plame leak. And the only indictment that was handed down was Scooter Libby, two years up the creek, having nothing to do with the original special counsel, a process crime. That's it. And, and this too. It's it's almost like it's standard operating procedure. That if you get if you get somebody in there who is a Republican or the opposite parties in charge, convene a special counsel. Pressure until you convene a special counsel to find something so you can keep the press narrative alive and damage the administration. Problem. The problem that happened in the, in the Clinton administration is he happened to come off of off of the great leadership of Ronald Reagan, and the economy was rip-roaring, so nobody really cared about all the inside politics, about Bill Clinton getting impeached. Nobody cared. He stayed in office. Uh, anyway, I got more on this. Rod Rosenstein says some pretty perplexing things on Fox News. We'll go about it coming up next. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.
Chris Salcedo Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Chris, the special counsel is subject to the rules and regulations of the Department of Justice, and uh, we don't engage in fishing expeditions. Now, that order that you read, that doesn't detail specifically who may be the subject of the investigation right. because we don't reveal that publicly. Uh, but Bob Mueller understands, and I understand, uh, the specific scope of the investigation. Uh, and so, no, it's not a fishing expedition. We don't do fishing expeditions, says Deputy A.G. Rosenstein. But they do, and they have done in the U.S. Justice Department, just that. Fishing expeditions. In the Clinton era and the Bush era. So why is this going to be anything different? It won't be. Uh, Mr. Rosenstein, if he didn't do this with intent, he did it rather stupidly. And this, this administration... And the American people who voted for this administration for the change that it was supposed to represent will be paying a price for it. Either he got gun shy or this is all part of the the, the, the plan to delegitimize Trump by a unified Republican and Democrat Party together. The leadership, the establishment, the deep state, whatever you want to call them. Now, Deputy A.G. Rosenstein, I think gave us a little window into what he's all about as he was talking with Chris Wallace. Here he is uh, pretending that Mueller's investigation and what and what comes out, all these leaks, that he doesn't know if what's being leaked out of the investigation is credible. Now, th- now think about that statement. Now, he's going to tell you that he and Bob Mueller are the authorities on what's happening in the investigation. And, well... Listen to his words and then tell me if this makes sense to you. In the course of his investigation of the issues that he is looking at, if he finds evidence of a crime, can he look at that? Well, Chris, if he finds evidence of a crime that's within the scope of what uh, Director Mueller and I have agreed is the appropriate scope of his investigation, then he can. Which we've already determined. There is no scope. There is no limiting principle. He's to look into... Russia collusion, and anything else he finds. That's pretty damn broad, if you ask me. If it's something outside that scope, he needs to come to the acting attorney general, at this time me, for permission to expand his investigation. But we don't talk about that publicly, and so the speculation you've seen in the news media... Okay, wait a minute. We don't talk about that publicly. I'm assuming he's meaning himself and Bob Mueller. We don't talk about it publicly. So, so Deputy A.G. Rosenstein... And Bob Mueller, they are the men who know. Now listen again. Permission to expand his investigation, but we don't talk about that publicly. And so the speculation you've seen in the news media, that's not anything that I've said. It's not anything Director Mueller said. We don't know who's saying it or who credi- how credible those sources I mean, are. People- we don't know who said it or how qu- credible those sources are. What do you mean? How is that possible? That the man who called for the investigation... And the man who's running the investigation has no idea whether the leaks to the press are credible. Well, they ought to know, right? Since they are the ones in charge of the investigation and conducting the investigation, these reports that are being released, you should know whether they're credible or not. But he gets on Fox News Sunday and says, oh, I don't know whether they're credible or not. You should, as a matter of fact, as being an insider in the investigation, Bob Mueller and you, A.G. Rosenstein, should be able to say, well, yeah, that 
that report is bogus. Not that you would be about that, but this whole notion that you, that you have no earthly idea, you may not say, but to jump on Fox News Sunday and say, I don't have any idea if it's credible. You're the only one who would. I'll ask about this, of course, because you had Ken Starr and Whitewater and it began with a failed real estate deal in Arkansas and ended up with Monica Lewinsky to, to, to expand. He would need to get approval from you to expand the nature of the investigation. That's correct, just as did Ken Starr. You know, Ken Starr received an expansion, which I believe was initiated by the Department of Justice, by Janet Reno, that resulted in that investigation. Yeah. So I... What really bugs me about this is that Rod Rosenstein gets up there and has the parameters shown to the American people, which are basically no parameters, and then has the gall to say, oh, but there are parameters, and I can see none. I can see none. And then he says, all of these reports that are coming out in the press, I have no idea whether they're credible. What do you mean? You don't. If you don't, who does? If Bob Mueller doesn't know whether they're credible, who does? Now, Senator Tom Tillis, North Carolina, he's one of these establishment guys, uh, by all indications. I don't know him well. But after hearing what he said over the weekend and knowing that he is one of the Republican co-authors of a bill to keep Bob Mueller, a man with tons of conflicts of interest, in this case, in charge of the case. Uh, He was talking about it with Fox News Sunday's Chris Wallace and saying uh, and and trying to justify why he insists that Mr. Mueller, conflict-ridden as he is, must stay. But there seems to be some belief, and this certainly is backed up by what Senator Coons said, concern about this president and his reaction, very negative reaction, to special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Well, I think that's right. That's why we put the uh, the effective date back to the uh, date of the hire of the uh, current special counsel. But this is an opportunity. Oftentimes, when you have the other party in the White House, people want these kinds of things, but they don't have the majority support to do it. So you get what he's saying. When there's majority Democrats in the House, they won't do this kind of thing to a Democrat president. Meaning... There was no chance that Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi were going to push for this kind of reform um, while there was a Democrat inside of the Oval Office because that Harry Reid in particular was in charge of protecting Barack Obama's worthless rear end. But here's Tom Tillis saying, but we Republicans will stab our party in the back. And we will do these things. This is an opportunity to put something on the books that applies to this current situation, but it will be in effect going forward. This is very important. It's an important part of what we need to do to reestablish the public trust in the Department of Justice. That's why I'm taking the opportunity to do it now, because I know the very people on my side of the aisle who may have some concerns with it would be pounding the table for this if we were talking about a president, Hillary Clinton, and similar circumstances on an investigation that may or may not involve her. Right. Does that make any sense to any of you? Oh, because if this were Hillary, then we'd, we'd be doing this no problem. So we should be doing this right now to make sure that. But, you know, uh, many of us, Mr. Tillers, uh, Mr. Tillis, uh, really are suspect that you guys would even appoint a special counsel if or President Hillary Clinton. 
Many of us believe that you guys would have preferred her instead of Donald Trump. So many of us know and understand that you Republicans would never have appointed a special counsel had it been Hillary Clinton in the Oval Office. Not to mention the fact that James Comey, the former director of the FBI, said she violated the law but declined to prosecute. Yeah, she violated the law, but we're not going to prosecute. So you'll forgive us, Mr. Tillis, if we don't have faith in the Republican Party doing the right thing. Not to mention the failure in Obamacare and all that's kind of fresh in our minds. Well, I think actually maybe the Republicans should get some credit for showing independence and not necessarily deferring to a White House that happens to share their party. Well, oh, yes. Because the Democrats were all too willing, folks, never to stand up to Barack Obama. They gave Barack Obama anything Barack Obama wanted, they gave it to him. So here's uh, Senator... Tillis from North Carolina saying, hey, give us some credit. We will throw our own president under the bus. Give us some credit for that. Guys, come on. Never Trump as the day is long. One of the mistakes that Congresses have made over the past 70 or so years is convey a lot of authority down the street that they should have never allowed to to leave the Congress. Take a look at the deference that's made to all these bureaucrats. Yeah. Where were you, Mr. Tillis, during the Obama administration? Where were you jumping on Fox News Sunday, sir, during the Obama administration, decrying and pushing for Limits on executive power when Obama was abusing it and us. Senator Tillis from North Carolina, where the hell were you? Oh, that's right. Uh, that would that would be viewed as partisan, not showing independence, right? Writing regulations with very little control on the part of Congress. There's a number of things now that I think we should focus on that wrestle back power that is appropriately centered in the Congress, not down the street. Now, he's right about about that, that in their zealotry to avoid responsibility for anything they do. Many members of Congress, both parties, but majority Democrats, have abdicated their constitutional responsibility and given it to the chief executive, the president of the United States. So Mr. Tillis makes a valid point. But the reason why his point is undermined is because he he wasn't a champion of this kind of thing when there was a Democrat in the Oval Office. He's only a champion of this thing when there's a non-establishment Republican sitting in the White House. I'll be back in a minute. Dismantling liberal ideology, one issue at a time. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. Oh, look, it's John Harwood on MSNBS. He, he's the CNBC blowhard who blew that debate, remember? Showed all, uh, called Trump a clown. <laughs> the man who's now president of the United States. 
Uh, welcome back, everybody. Now, coming up next hour, we'll talk about uh, a little bit more Tom Tillis when it comes to uh, the context of the Obamacare debate and Maxine Waters, crazy Auntie Maxine's at it again. That woman is dumber than a bag of rocks, and I will prove it. Coming up on the Salcedo Show. Uh, meantime, uh, we started out the hour talking about, you know, triggered Democrats, left-wingers who who can't stand, uh, like like the aforementioned general who was triggered by Dana Lash <laughs> basically standing up and, and calling out the New York Times for the trash they print and calling it journalism, for the lies they print and calling it journalism. Uh, something that's in that vein, which gives you guys an indication of who our political opposition is and why we fight them. Now, you guys know that the Trump administration is is cracking down on sanctuary cities. Now, sanctuary cities are cities that openly defy federal immigration law when the federal agents ask ask police departments in certain states to hold individuals who they have already under arrest because those individuals are wanted by the federal government, left-wing constabularies, I shouldn't say left-wing constabularies, constabularies under left-wing control are releasing these felons back out on the streets to plague Americans. So so that Donald Trump doesn't get a victory and so that these illegal alien felons are not deported. So it there so the Trump administration says, well, if you're not going to follow the law and you're going to openly obstruct the federal government, which that is obstructing justice, then we will withhold certain funds from your cities and the cities are going nuts rom emmanuel obama's former chief of staff the man who said never let a good crisis go to waste that guy his brother was the one of the main architects of obamacare ezekiel emmanuel anyway rom rom emmanuel mayor of chicago says they are going to sue the federal government is the city of chicago because (laughs) <laughs> that that he will not allow Donald Trump to force them to abandon their values. And their values uh, basically say that they're a welcoming city to illegal aliens. That's their values. Their values are sympathy for illegal alien felons. Their values are anti-rule of law. So Mayor Rahm Emanuel is pledging that the city of Chicago (laughs) will stand up and sue and fight for their right to continue to violate the law and to continue to imperil U.S. citizens in the Windy City. Is it any wonder, folks, why why I oppose these people? It, it It is because... Of their stand. After the election, we had determined where the Democrat Party had fallen to, where they had descended to. And they were, at the time, uh, against Bibi Netanyahu, a conservative 
and the state, the, the moves being made by Israel. So I call them an anti-Jewish state. They were pro-Black Lives Matter, uh, who called for the death of white people and called for the death of cops. So we called them anti-cop and anti-white. They, they keep hands off of Muslims, but always come down on Christians. So we call them the anti-Christian party. They're also the anti-rule of law party, as demonstrated by Rahm Emanuel in Chicago. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.